It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is in Memphis, Tennessee, at the University of Memphis, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. That is a wonderful, warm reception. Thank you very much, Memphis Tigers and the Kappa Alpha Order for hosting uh, the Adam Rich Show. And our, our guest is DJ Balaj. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. DJ Balaj, you've been singled out by your peers in your administration for being caught in the act. This is called the Caught in the Act Award, and what we do is we find somebody that's gone above and beyond, whether it's integrity or character or community service, and we like to just highlight their service work on their uh, home campus and uh, talk about how you give back to your community. Is that, do you know that's why you're up here? I do not. So do you, do you, Maybe I was misinformed. <laughs> Do you give back to your, to your community? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Then it was you. <laughs> then I've got the right guy up here. Tell us about your campus and what you do on it. Um, I'm from William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri. Um, currently, we work with two women battered shelters. Um, we go there about two or three times a semester, um, reach out to them and help them whatever they need. How did that start, and how long have you been doing it? Um, we had a member that um, had reached out through a nonprofit organization and decided that that was our best uh, benefit uh, as being a member of the Cap Alpha Order and being chivalrous. And when they were contacted, were they on board from the get-go, or were they, were they like, hold on, a bunch of frat guys, or what are we doing? No, they were very open, and they knew of uh, our, our organization on campus at William Jewell, um, and they accepted us right away. Well, it's important to note, I like to highlight community service projects. You know, sometimes, uh, is there funding? Do you raise money, or do you, or do you help out with your man hours? Um, we do most of our man hours, yeah. but we also do a little bit of a funding. A little bit of funding, too. Okay. Then you do a little bit of both. Because yeah. I, I like to point out, you, you know, sometimes you don't have to raise cash or money to help an organization. Sometimes you can just use your, your time and your man hours to help them. You can also use your uh, social media platforms to promote their cause. And I'm sure when you work with them, you'll also post that on your Facebook page. Yes, sir. And what is uh, your Facebook page so we can check that out? Um, I believe it's K.A. William Jewell College. Okay, that's DJ from William Jewell College. Thank you so much for helping out the planet. <laughs> Let's have a round of applause for DJ. And for everybody here at the University of Memphis, thank you so much for having the Adam Rich Show. The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. And we continue from College Station. I'm on the campus of Texas A&M University with Athletic Director Raymond Harrison. Hi, Raymond. How are you? Associate Athletic Director? What's your title? Senior Associate Athletic Director. And, and uh, I'm doing fantastic. And you're doing fantastic. I am doing fantastic. Well, I want to thank you for having me on campus today. Uh, I always enjoy being in College Station. Uh, we'll get down to some uh, nitty-gritty with some hardcore public affairs, social awareness questions in a second. But let's have some fun, right? Right off the bat with Texas A&M, um, you were telling me you came from uh, years ago, an undergrad at Cincinnati. Yes. You were a student athlete. I was. I was. I played football there uh, back in the early 90s. So okay. long time ago. Long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so decades now later, you're, uh, you're at Texas A&M. What's your favorite part about this campus? You know, I think the favorite part 
Well, I, I don't know if it's the, the campus itself, but the fact is that uh, if you know anything about Aggies, they're very loyal and uh, they live by their core values and traditions. And, and that was something that I really embraced and I think is a great thing because it's very unique and uh, it's something that our student athletes love. Well, your work with the student athletes, uh, integrity, character, community service, you're covering some of these topics with these guys, aren't you? That's very important. It's very important for students and student athletes to understand that I think the education process is not just books and, and what you learn in the classroom. It's about those practical experiences that you go through that prepare you for life after college is over. Well, here in the last uh, few years that you've been here with Texas A&M, I'll just pick your brain, top of your head, what have been some of your favorite uh, initiatives, either uh, community service project-wise or um, or at, with academics? I mean, these are some of the issues we cover on the radio show. Sure, so right, I'm just right. putting you on the spot, I know. Sure, but top of your mind, okay. uh, some of your favorite initiatives. I think, one, uh, we what we had a chance to do is to install our whole life skills program. And uh, we have something specifically for our freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So we were able to implement that through a full year last year. And one of the things personally for me, uh, I had an opportunity last year when I first got here, uh, our football players, they, they, what they did is they, they did a community service effort at Twin City Missions. They've adopted that organization as their, as their place. And uh, I had a chance to go with them, help clean up and do some things. And I thought it was really cool to just be in there with them and watch them give back to, uh, to the local community. It's neat for me when I see projects like that, too, and I'm, I'm sure you saw this. The guys, your student athletes, maybe reluctantly go. Maybe they're like, oh, do we have to do Absolutely. this today? But the, once they're there sure. and they almost enjoy it or get more out of it than the people they're helping. I would say that is absolutely the case. I would say that was also the case today. Uh, anytime you bring in a speaker and they have no idea who this person is, uh, and, and hopefully what we try to do, and we try to ex explain this to them, everything we do is for their benefit. And, yeah, no one wants to come here. It's 5 o'clock. Their day's over. It's an off day for a lot of the student athletes. But what they do is they leave here, because, and they're glad that they came, because they learned so much, and, and hopefully they were enriched by something that you said today. So we really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you. Uh, our guest is Raymond Harrison with Texas A&M Athletics. You played football at Cincinnati not that long ago, in the 90s, you said? Yeah, 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 early 90s, uh, mid-90s. Uh, you know, I don't have any hair anymore, and, and what I found out, I had a, actually a funny story where I think I'm a little bit older now is I was in a weight room one day, and I was working out, and, you know, basketball team was in there, and, uh, you know, I, I'm an old rap guy, so not the new rap, but the old rap, so I heard something playing, and I saw one of our student-athletes singing the music, and I said, you don't know anything about that, and he says, what do you mean? My dad showed me this, and he talked to me about this, uh. and I said, how old is your dad? He told me his age I said oh my goodness we're the same age so I'm getting old I'm not as hip and cool as I thought I am but uh, you're pretty hip and cool yeah, you're well, pretty hip and I appreciate cool. that you're a kind guy and yeah. Cincinnati in the 90s I mean that's when uh, that's kind of when the success hit there's a lot of NFL guys uh, that come out of Cincinnati when you played at Cincinnati compared to you know what these guys that played with the football team here with I mean it's a huge program I just saw the renovations to the stadium it's like 107,000 people can fit in the new stadium at Texas A&M What's the difference um, time-wise from your generation to these guys now with this kind of effort to make integrity, character, community service, to make that kind of effort? Well, you know, I think anywhere, whether it's when I played or whether it's now, uh, being a student athlete is a full-time job. And uh, I think, though, when you look at the grand scheme of things, there are always time 
to fit in different things. And what we want to do is to teach time management as much as possible uh, because that's a life skill that will transfer to whatever they do after this. And so I, I think there's time to do things, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we preach a lot about academics and, and athletics, but we also want them to do some community service, but you want them to also have some fun. You know, you can't just be academics and all athletics. So we tell them to make sure you have some fun because these are supposed to be the best years of your life. And uh, so who are we to say not to have fun? Right. right? We were one students before yeah. and we had we had great times. And we made uh, some great relationships. So I think that's important for us to be as real as we can with them. Now, you work with all the student athletes. Is I that do. right? I do. do you see uh, a difference in the in the genders as far as? wanting to help with a community service project. I'm just going to guess and assume it's it's a little more pulling teeth with the guys than it would be with the girls. Is that a, a, a safe assumption? Well, Adam, you're trying to get me in trouble, and I don't know that I want to buy into that. I'm not I, I trying to get in trouble, you, I swear. You are. You're trying to get me in trouble because you want me to choose between one gender or the next to say who's... who's uh, well, I guess I'm getting myself in trouble. Yeah, you are. Because I'm yeah, thinking, are. okay, you if are. I when I played college football... I probably heard, oh, today's the day we have to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, am yeah. I, I wouldn't I want to do it. I'll say this. I think that's across the board. Okay. I think it's across the board. I think you'll have some student athletes who are very service oriented and they want to do it regardless. You don't have to tell them to do it. They're going to do it on their own. Um, so I don't I wouldn't say there's a particular gender who who enjoys doing it more. Uh, you, you saw Alex Caesar today. His all of his teammates wanted him here because they knew what he did. And, and I can guarantee you it's no one telling him to do those things. He's doing it on his own. Yeah, so great, great kid. Yeah. I was very proud to meet him. Uh, let's have a success story. Uh, again, top of your head of all 400 student athletes here or so. Um, 600. 600? Oh, my gosh. That's a small college yeah. just right there. 600 student athletes. Yeah. Pull a name out of your hat, uh, and let's give them some accolades right now for going above and beyond. Because if the whole team and the whole student athletes, if they have to do something, who's, uh, who's the one person out of that group that okay. just, you know what, they do a little extra, not because they want to get mentioned on this radio show and right, not because right, they want to impress right, you. Right. They just do it. Right. I would, I would say, um, if you're putting me on the spot, Janelle Lysick, um, she's a women's golf student athlete, just graduated and actually just got married. Um, and she was our SAC um, president for the last two years. Okay. And had tremendous leadership, uh, very unselfish, and uh, really did a good job of rallying our troops and getting our student-athletes out and getting them active. And so I'd like to say her, if you're going to put me on the spot, she's okay. done a fantastic job for us. And she's a, she's a fantastic Aggie, and, and she's got a great future ahead of her. Well, that's great, and I know uh, I, I know we're, we're taught, and at least you know at my church we're taught, don't uh, help out to get your back patted. Absolutely. Don't do it for back pats. Absolutely. Do it to help out. Absolutely. But I still like to pat backs. I still like to do that. I think everybody wants a little bit of encouragement here and there. But uh, like you said, you don't do it for that reason. Yeah. You do it because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing it for the right reason, in time you'll be rewarded anyway. Raymond Harrison is our guest, Texas A&M Athletics. Before I let you go, I'm a huge football fan, and when you played at Cincinnati, give me some uh, Bearcat love. Give me your best moment on the field. Big hit, touchdown, winning game, what happened? Um, hmm. Man, I told you, it's been a long time. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. It's been a long time, and, and I've had some, uh, some different experiences as a student athlete. Uh, what position? I played safety. Safety. I was a safety and uh, ended up being one of those um, – uh, I guess one of those hybrid linebackers. And uh, I'll tell you this, 
uh, I, you know, I was a baseball player growing up. And the reason I started playing football is because I wanted to be like my brother. Uh, he actually played in the NFL for 15 years. Uh, Rodney Harrison oh, okay. uh, had a couple of Super Bowl rings. And so I tried to emulate him. And so I think the biggest thing for me, I was always, I always wanted to be known as a physical guy. And I wanted to be a guy that would just try to knock your head off. And so I guess I had, uh, we were playing in Syracuse in the Carrier Dome. And uh, there were a couple of times when they were trying to throw deep. And unfortunately, we were in a three deep zone. And I had a chance to just tee up and, and tear a guy's head off a couple of times in a row. And so I can't do that now anymore. Well, I guess I can in my own way as a disciplinarian. <laughs> but that, for me, I guess would be my highlight uh, from a personal standpoint. It's just getting a chance to do the things that got you to the scholarship in the first place. Yeah, so. that's fantastic. And you're telling me that Rodney Harrison's your brother? He's my brother. And your parents must be so proud to have two <laughs> successful sons. Well, I appreciate you saying that because, uh, yeah, we, I think we are both successful I mean, in our own great. ways. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been a big supporter of mine and, and vice versa. And we have another brother, too, so he's pretty successful in his own right. So, Three successful brothers. Yeah, Do you dad, watch? Yeah, my dad did a fantastic job, and uh, he raised us the right way. And so uh, he's no longer with us, but uh, he's always watching over us. And, and I give thanks every day for everything he's instilled in us. What's a, what a great family. Well, you're changing lives here in uh, College Station, Aggie Land. Gig'em Aggies. Gig'em Aggies. Gig'em Aggies. Gig'em Aggies. You got to do this now. You got to put the thumb up. Put your thumb up, and yeah, that's a gig'em. Gig'em Aggies. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. And you know what? SEC football, SEC athletics, all of our teams, uh, women's track and field just won a national championship. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So, yeah, it's big time here. You're making a difference. Raymond Harrison, thank Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here, and thank you for your kind words. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. We have a new guest on the program with a recurring role. Please welcome to the show, Brady Klain. Hi, Brady. How are you? I'm great, Adam. Thank you very much for having me. So, welcome uh, not only to the show, but to, I guess, the office. You will be uh, one of our interns this summer. Um, I'm excited as, a, as one of the old guys in this industry to see the, the new generation of broadcasters uh, that want to get involved uh, in the mix with this industry. What made you want to get into broadcasting? Well, I've always uh, had a knack for sports. I'm not the greatest athlete. I have come to notice that over the last couple of years. So I realized I want to be involved in sports somehow. So why not be on the back end of it, uh, the whole media and uh, interpersonal relations and stuff like that. So being on the broadcasting end of it instead of uh, getting beat up every day in yeah. practice and all that stuff. So uh, go to the broadcast route of it instead. Well, we welcome you um, to our operation, and uh, we look forward to your reports. We've talked uh, off the mic about um, social awareness and some of the coaches you're going to interview this summer and bring to our show and talk about inspiration and character and maybe their um, foundation work and what they raise money and awareness for. So we look forward to your take on these type of topics. Um, As far as your experience uh, back home on your home campus, uh, you got involved with your campus radio station. Tell us about some of the stuff you've done. Well, I did the play-by-play for the men's and women's varsity soccer team. Got to call games for the state championships and uh, the women's soccer. I did uh, varsity. I was a color for the varsity men's basketball team. I got to broadcast at some uh, pretty elite places, Bankers Life Fieldhouse and uh, Newcastle Stadium, the largest high school gym in the nation, which was pretty awesome. And uh, broadcasting football as well, which was uh, really awesome for me because Huge football fan, ex-football player, actually. And actually was the only live broadcast in the nation of the 2015 High School Slam Dunkin' Three-Point Contest. So that was uh, 
that was pretty awesome there. So already you've got a pretty extensive uh, resume. Uh, of all the sports you've done, play-by-play and or color for, what's the hardest sport to do? Uh, I'd have to say, look, I actually did lacrosse as well. I'd have to say lacrosse because it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know know a whole lot about lacrosse, but I managed to get through it. It's a, one of those fast-tempo, fast-paced games that you could possibly do, and tracking that ball around the field is pretty tough. So uh, that's probably the toughest one that I've done. Now, when we look at football, um, there are so many guys on the team and on the field. Uh, there's a lot of research that probably goes into it before you actually go call the game. I'm sure you know your team and your, your, the guys on the, the team that you're calling, but you have to like study and memorize the other team and their numbers and who their players are, especially if they're like Notre Dame and they don't have their names on the back of their shirt. Exactly, and that's where uh, watching film of the other team comes in play a lot and getting the stats, uh, getting connections with all the coaches home and uh, uh, the visiting coach as well. So trying to get in touch with them about a week or so before that game and really getting the connection with them is really a big part of it and trying to get all the information from them and all their probably top 15, 22 players that you have offense and defense-wise. So uh, getting all those and the information of all that is really important to get all that done. Brady Klain is our guest. He's one of our new interns and uh, getting into broadcasting as you look forward to uh, a college, I guess, career. Uh, what are you looking to study uh, in college? Um, and maybe is it maybe TV as well, maybe down the road? You've got radio from your high school campus. Um, tell us about, uh, I guess, your aspirations in the broadcasting field. Well, uh, either TV or radio, either, uh, both of those. I mean, trying to get anything really involved with sports broadcasting, whether it be TV or radio, like I said a second ago. So uh, getting out there and trying to broadcast as much as I can, whether it be baseball, lacrosse, even soccer, and all the way up to football and basketball. So trying to get as much experience as I can to get done uh, right now hopefully will help me in the future to get either TV or radio experience. So as we look forward to your social awareness uh, offerings and broadcast, uh, I want to ask you about uh, up till now in your life, have you been uh, involved with any sort of um, foundation work or social awareness? Uh, very involved in the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. My grandma actually passed away about a year ago with lymphoma. So I've always been involved with that. My family is very involved in LLS, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Uh, and for the last uh, last four years, actually, I've put on, it's called the Try to Help. It's a triathlon uh, raising money for the Leukemia Lymphoma, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So that's uh, very meaningful to my family and what I do for that. And you put on a triathlon for that. Yeah, I, yeah. I grew up, uh, I did one or two triathlons growing up and sort of got hooked on doing those. Uh, so, do you participate? Do you run, bike, and swim in it? Yeah, I do it all. So, I mean, <laughs> gr- growing up doing it, I, uh, I really got an, uh, attached to them. So now I've... Uh, p- try to put on at least one a year for that in uh, my neighborhood and try to get uh, the much the word out as much as I can. And uh, we have a good turnout almost every year. So that's great. All right. Well, maybe that'll be one of your reports this summer. Um, we look forward to your participation um, on planet Earth and with this radio show. It's Brady Klain, uh one of our new interns. We'll put uh, some of your information up on our website, adamrichshow.com, for our listeners to get in touch with you uh, if you have any previous work out there through YouTube or any links you want us to see. Brady, thanks so much. Hey, thank you very much. Look forward to it. This is Matt Campbell, head coach of the Toledo Rocket Football, and you're listening to The Adam Rich Show.
We welcome now our guest, Mr. Wynn Smiley. Hello, Mr. Smiley. How are you? I'm good, Adam. How are you? I'm excited to have you on the show for uh, uh, several reasons. You're a man of faith. Um, You've got a very interesting position and a very interesting job, and you're a former broadcaster. So I love having uh, guys with TV and radio experience on the show. Tell us real quick, for fun, your TV experience. Yeah, right after college, I went into radio and then uh, graduated to television, did uh, TV reporting for about a decade, finished up in the political uh, arena uh, in the state of Illinois, which, uh, if you didn't know that, uh, politics is a bit of a blood sport there. So <laughs> a lot of fun, uh, very interesting, and uh, it was a great it was a great experience. I loved it. And so we have a true anchorman uh, on the show with us, Mr. Wynn Smiley. Currently, you're, uh, we were just talking off mic, you're in your 24th year of being um, on the executive staff of Alpha Tau Omega National Fraternity, currently the CEO and executive director. You're the head, head guy. Head shed. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been 24 years. I had zero gray hair when I started this job. <laughs> it's not true anymore. Wynn Smiley, our guest, CEO, executive director of Alpha Tau Omega. And I remember seeing some statistics about your guys across the country and their community service, um, man hours, the actual funds raised, the accolades. Let's talk about some of the community service projects that your guys do. Right. So our chapters are encouraged to do something in the community, either to positively impact the campus or the community. They get to choose. We think that the guys, uh, typically one or two or a handful of guys that are passionate about something uh, in the community uh, for social service, and they then bring it before the chapter, and the whole chapter gets involved. We call it the chapter's signature event, and they do it year in and year out, typically. And so they're either donating their time or raising money or a combination thereof for some kind of community service project, those less fortunate. And last year, uh, all of our ATO undergraduate chapters raised in dollars or time converted to dollars over $9 million, uh, for charitable services across the country. That's unbelievable. $9 million in currency and or man hours uh, converted to currency. $9 million. I mean, that's... You've got to be. I got to tell our listeners right now. You've got a huge smile on your face. I do too. That's pretty fantastic. Nine million, and does that go up every year? I mean, is it? Uh, does it compound? Yeah, we've seen an increase every year. I think uh, one of the one of the things about this generation, they get a lot of bad press on on things that they do, and, and I believe some of that. I don't believe most of it, based on my interaction and based uh, on your history in the media, and based on my history in the media. Right? Uh, it's too easy to sort of categorize everybody, but. Uh, certainly, one of the one of the very positive strengths of the current generation is that they engage in the community and they give back to the community and they enjoy doing it and they think of creative ways to do it. And so, this is my generation. When I was in college, uh, we may, we you know we did a, a we did a teeter totter marathon for forty eight hours one weekend, and that's what we did. Right, and our chapters and individual guys in our chapters uh, today are uh, not only doing their signature event, but they're volunteering for other uh, other uh, places or uh, charities that they they are, are passionate about. And so we just see a lot more engagement in the community uh, with this uh, current generation of undergraduates. What you just said reminds me of uh, one of my favorite stories I saw recently. I'm a student of the media, radio, TV, and um, headlines and stories, and this story pops in my head, and it's your guys. It's the ATO chapter at Nebraska. Uh, recently, they, you know, they have their fraternity or their philanthropy that they raise money for. Outside of that, they heard about a young man who needed a special kind of bicycle because he was 
uh, handicapped and um, physically disabled and, and couldn't ride a normal bike. And the bike he needed was like, I'm just going to round this up to, it's like a $5,000 bike. And your guys went out on their own and raised the money and bought that child in the Lincoln, Nebraska area, that $5,000 bike, outside of their normal philanthropy. So they, you're right. These guys, that's a, great, that's a great framework to have as you are a young man growing into, you know, the fathers of tomorrow. Right, absolutely. And that's what gets lost in the headlines, right? And certainly no, no excusing some of the bad behavior that we deal with. But I think that the public gets a perception, again, through the media, and I'm not really blaming the media. I mean, news is news because it's typically bad. I mean, that's what news is. But what gets lost in the headlines and lost in the fact that you may have two or three or even a handful of people doing something they shouldn't be, the vast majority of members in that chapter, the vast majority of undergraduates across the country who are fraternity men are uh, doing things for other people in addition to going to college, in addition to running their chapter. Uh, they, are, they are good college students. They are good men, and they do think about others other than themselves in ways that are, are truly uh, inspiring. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're at the helm for these young men across the country. Uh, it's Wynn Smiley, the CEO and executive director of Alpha Ta Omega. Uh, let's do some digital properties for our listeners to maybe find out more about Alpha Ta Omega. I know you're at the forefront of digital technology with um, video on the Internet, and you've got your own almost TV station uh, here on site at your headquarters as well as uh, you know, pumping that content out to your members across the country. Where can our listeners see some of that stuff uh, online? Sure. ATO.org is the quickest place, but you can also go to ATOroadshow.org to see some of the stories of our chapters in terms of their philanthropy efforts. So we do a lot of video and a lot of stories on how they're impacting the community. And if you want to know more about joining ATO, just go to joinato.org. But you can get to all of those sites at ATO.org. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and so look us up there as well. ATO.org. Win Smiley, thank you so much for joining me, and may the peace of the Lord be with you. And with you. Thanks, Adam. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. We have with us our guest is the executive director of the Progress House. This is Dennis Bender. Hi, Dennis. How are you? Great. Thanks for coming. I, I can't thank you enough for being on the show in front of the live audience. Tell us real quick, uh, what is the Progress House? Uh, Progress House is a 75-bed uh, facility for men. Uh, many are indigent, uh, alcohol and drug addictions. Uh, come to us from all walks of life, all different demographics, and they come there. It's structured, supportive, sober living, and they stay there for extended periods of time, and they get better. And they get better with uh, alcohol addiction problems. It's a recovery house. Um, your connection to the Progress House as executive director, um, what does uh, the Progress House mean to you in your heart? Well, it, it, it started out as a job and became part of my life pretty much. And, uh, you know, I had my own issues many years ago. November 1990, uh, I was uh, pulled over by some officers, and I asked them why they were pulling me over because I was on my way to watch Monday Night Football. And they said, hey, buddy, this is Tuesday. And uh, that sort of started, uh, started my involvement and interest in recovery. Okay. So uh, sober now how many years? 23. All right. Let's have a round of applause. 23 years sober. 
That is fantastic. And uh, and how long have you been with the Progress House? Uh, Twelve years, August. Twelve years. And so you, I was talking to you off mic before about some success stories that have come across your desk, and you were like, oh, my gosh, there's too many to mention. Um, maybe talk about, now that you've had a few minutes to think about it, do some of those success stories pop into your head? We can talk about a guy coming in at the end of his rope, rock bottom, spent some time at the Progress House, and now what is he doing today? Uh, Again, there's there's quite a few to pick from. I mean, some went on to uh, accomplish uh, graduate degrees. Uh, some went on, and, and some, you know, maybe academically didn't do those things, but some have been working and supporting the community and their families for 10 years or plus. And and those are as great a success as someone that went on to medical or dental school or whatever else. Um, many, many of those men that came through there uh, turned their life around. Uh, it's behavioral modification in the sense that it's a daily routine, getting out of the old habits, picking up the new habits, and learning to do those one day at a time. You know, behavior changes are tough, and uh, they don't come easy. And that's why, you know, uh, initially we had guys that stayed there a year, two years, uh, somebody in the back there, two and a half years. Um, So... um, yeah, now we're more structured. We have a new program called a three-quarter house, and uh, after men of progress house for six months, they go to a, a less restricted um, structure, and they, they stay there and maybe for another six to six months to a year. Well, we support addiction and recovery awareness. We uh, thank you for your hard work. For more information, wherever you are listening, uh, go to progresshouse.org mm-hmm. to learn about addiction and recovery and more about Progress House if you'd like to be involved. Dennis, we can't thank you enough thank you, Adam. for coming Appreciate on the show. And I want to thank uh, everybody here today. Thank you. One more round of applause. Thank you so much for hosting the Adam Litt Show today. And I want to make sure we get all the information out there for this year's annual Jim Malarney Memorial Golf Outing with the Progress House. Last year's golf outing raised about $55,000. So we're hoping to see more of you uh, out this year. It's Tuesday, June 9th at Eagle Creek Sycamore Course. Again, more information at their website, progresshouse.org. So again, progresshouse.org. Join us Tuesday, June 9th at Eagle Creek Sycamore. Uh, Fantastic golf course. I've been on it before. Love to see you at the annual Jim Malarney Memorial Golf Outing with the Progress House. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.